Section forty nine of the Junior Classics, Volume Nine Stories of Today. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rose and the Ring. We return to rose alba by william m thackeray king padella made very similar proposals to rose alba to those which she had received from various princes who as we have seen had fallen in love with her his majesty was a widower and offered to marry his fair captive that instant but she declined his invitation in her usual polite gentle manner stating that prince giglo was her love and that any other union was out of the question having tried tears and supplications in vain this violent-tempered monarch menaced her with threats and tortures but she declared she would rather suffer all these then accept the hand of her father's murderer who left her finally uttering the most awful imprecations and bidding her prepare for death on the following morning all night long the king spent in advising how he should get rid of this obdurate young creature cutting off her head was much too easy a death for her hanging was so common in his majesty's dominions that it no longer afforded him any sport finally he bethought himself a pair of fierce lions which had lately been sent to him as presents and he determined with these ferocious brutes to hunt poor rosalba down adjoining his castle was an amphitheatre where the prince indulged in bull-baiting rat-hunting and other ferocious sports the two lions were kept in a cage under this place their roaring might be heard over the whole city the inhabitants of which i am sorry to say thronged in numbers to see a poor young lady gobbled up by two wild beasts the king took his place in the royal box having the officers of the court around and the count hoganamaru by his side upon whom his majesty was observed to look very fiercely the fact is royal spies had told the monarch of hoganamaru's behavior his proposals to rosalba and his offer to fight for the crown black as thunder looked king padella at this proud noble as they sat in the front seats of the theatre waiting to see the tragedy whereof poor rosalba was to be the heroine at length that princess was brought out in her nightgown with all her beautiful hair falling down her back and looking so pretty that even the beef-eaters and keepers of the wild animals whelped plentifully at seeing her as she walked with her poor little feet 
only luckily the arena was covered with sawdust and went and leaned up against a great stone in the centre of the amphitheatre round which the court and the people were seated in boxes with bars before them for fear of the great fierce red-maned black-throated long-tailed roaring bellowing rushing lions and now the gates were opened and with a roar two great lean hungry roaring lions rushed out of their den where they had been kept for three weeks on nothing but a little toast and water and dashed straight up to the stone where poor rosalba was waiting command her to your patron saints all you kind people for she is in a dreadful state there was a hum and a buzz all through the circus and the fierce king padella even felt a little compassion but count hognamo seated by his majesty roared out hooray now for it so 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 that nobleman being uncommonly angry still at rosalba's refusal of him but oh strange event oh remarkable circumstance oh extraordinary coincidence which i am sure none of you could by any possibility have divined when the lions came up to rosalba instead of devouring her with their great teeth it was with kisses they gobbled her up they licked her pretty feet they nuzzled their noses in her lap they mooed they seemed to say dear dear sister don't you recollect your brothers in the forest and she put her pretty white arms round their tawny necks and kissed them king padella was immensely astonished the count hoganamro was extremely disgusted pooh the count cried gammon exclaimed his lordship these lions are tame beasts come from wombwells or astley's it is a shame to put people off this way i believe they are little boys dressed up in doormats they are no lions at all ha said the king you dare to say gammon to your sovereign do you these lions are no lions at all aren't they ho my beef eaters ho my bodyguard take this count hoganero and fling him into the circus give him a sword and buckler let him keep his armor on and this weather eye out and fight these lions the haughty hoganero laid down his opera glass and looked scowling round at the king and his attendants touch me not dogs he said or by saint nicholas the elder i will gore you your majesty thinks hoganero is afraid no not of a hundred thousand lions follow me into the circus king padella and match thyself against one of yon brutes thou darest not let them both come on then and opening a grating of the box 
he jumped lightly down into the circus wurra 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 ah ah in about two minutes the count hoganamra was gobbled up by those lions bones boots and all and there was an end of him at this the king said serve him right the rebellious ruffian and now as those lions won't eat that young woman let her off let her off cried the crowd no roared the king let the beef-eaters go down and chomp her into small pieces if the lions defend her let the archers shoot them to death that hussy shall die in tortures ah cried the crowd shame shame who dares cry out shame cried the furious potentate so little can tyrants command their passions fling any scoundrel who says a word down among the lions i warrant you there was a dead silence then which was broken by a pang a rang pang pang carang pang and a knight and a herald rode in at the further end of the circus the knight in full armor with his visor up and bearing a letter on the point of his lance ha exclaimed the king by my fay tis elephant and castle pursuivant of my brother of paphagonia and the knight and my memory serves me is the gallant captain hedzoff what news from paphagonia gallant hedzoff elephant and castle beshrew me thy trumpeting must have made thee thirsty what will my trusty herald like to drink bespeaking first safe conduct from your lordship said captain hedzoff before we take a drink of anything permit us to deliver our king's message my lordship ha said crim tartary frowning terrifically that title soundeth strange in the anointed ears of a crown king straightway speak out your message knight and herald reining up his charger in a most elegant manner close under the king's balcony hedzoff turned to the herald and bade him begin elephant castle dropping his trumpet over his shoulder took a large sheet of paper out of his hat and began to read oh yes oh yes oh yes know all men by these presents that we giglo king of paphagonia grand duke of cappadocia sovereign prince of turkey and the sausage islands having assumed a rightful throne and title long time falsely borne by usurping uncle styling himself king of paphagonia ha growled padella hereby summon the false traitor padella calling himself king of crim tartary the king's curses were dreadful go on elephant and castle said the interpreted hedzoff to release from cowardly imprisonment his liege lady 
and rightful sovereign rosabella queen of crim tartary and restore her to her royal throne in default of which i giglo proclaim the said padella sneak traitor humbug usurper and coward i challenge him to meet me with fists or with pistols with battle-axe or sword with blunderbuss or single stick alone or at the head of his army on foot or on horseback and will prove my words upon his wicked ugly body god save the king said captain hedzoff executing a demi-volte two semi-loons and three caracols is that all said padella with the terrific calm of concentrated fury that sir is all my royal master's message here is his majesty's letter in autograph and here is his glove and if any gentleman of crim tartary chooses to find fault with his majesty's expressions i toughskin hedsoff captain of the guard am very much at his service and he waved his lance and looked at the assembly all around and what says my good brother of paphagonia my dear son's father-in-law to this rubbish asked the king the king's uncle hath been deprived of the crown he unjustly wore said hedzoff gravely he and his ex-minister glumboso are now in prison waiting the sentence of my royal master after the battle of bombardo of what asked the surprised padella of bombardero where my liege his present majesty would have performed prodigies of valor but that the whole of his uncle's army came over to our side with the exception of prince bulbo ah my boy my boy my bulbo was no traitor cried padella prince bulbo far from coming over to us ran away sir but i caught him the prince is a prisoner in our army and the most terrific tortures await him if a hair of the princess rosalba's head is injured do they exclaimed the furious padella who was now perfectly livid with rage do they indeed so much the worse for bulbo i've twenty sons as lovely each as bulbo not one but is as fit to reign as bulbo whip whack flog starve rack punish torture bulbo break all his bones roast him or flay him alive pull all his pretty teeth out one by one but justly dear as bulbo is to me joy of my eyes fond treasure of my soul ha 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 revenge is dearer still ho torturers rackmen executioners light up the fires and make the princers hot get lots of boiling lead bring out rosalba end of section 49 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc